This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovic. I love Billy Steele. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Happy Wednesday to all the blockheads out there. This is On the Block on 93.7 The Ticket. I am Jake Bachman. He is Oscar Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet Eric Strickland. And Strick, how are you doing on this fine day, sir? Hump day, baby. We made it half, half the way through. We, we arrived. We, uh, we on the block. It's a great day. Uh, some great topics to discuss today. Uh, both good. You know, we'll see how bad it gets, you know, when you're dealing with some stuff that's kind of still out in the air and the ether when you're talking about, you know, like what the USFL is going to do. Uh, uh, you know, you're talking about issues like that. Sometimes it's just it's hard to know how that's going to go, but we're going to dig into it because there's some good things there. Um, some wonderful things happening in the uh, NCAA for some people out in the ACC we'll be talking about. So it's good, man. It's a good day to be on the block. Yeah, and I, I don't want to I don't want to steal your thunder, but I also saw on your Instagram that you uh, might be might be delving into some <laughs> acting. Have you done that before? I have not. Oh, okay. I have not. I, I I'd like to think that I'm an actor when I did you know some of my charges and <laughs> yeah block calls <laughs> and, yeah. and and I'm kind of a little a little a clown in character sometimes. I get into character <laughs> uh, in some games, but nonetheless, no, nah, it, it's gonna be it's an interesting thing that I'm delving into. Um, Ginger Snap Productions has put out a, a, a movie called Intention. It's going to be on like Tubi. It's going to be on uh, yeah. like Amazon. And uh, it's not a, it's not like, you know, Top Gun or it's not like, <laughs> yeah. you know, universal top of the line. But it's 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 something that's going to be interesting. I'll be playing the CEO of a company and, uh, you know, kind of some some situations have come come to play. I'm kind of a uh, an affair dude and cheater a little uh -oh. bit. So I have a few little <laughs> roles in there that'll be pretty fun. So you got you got quite a bit of lines. You're not just kind of thrown in there then. Yeah, I mean I have I have a few good scenes in there, uh, maybe 3 or 4. Um That's cool. That that I'll be a part of. So yeah, it's not just kind of like a you know, a little extra role or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, I got some some words I got to say. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I I did uh, one thing. I you know I just it was an executive producer is what they call it, which really means I just threw this guy a few throw some money a in few there. bones in there <laughs> to put me in a scene. And all I I, I think I had like two words uh, or maybe maybe three, and that's all. I'm not an actor. I just wanted to be in a movie, so I, I tried that. It's, it's same you know similar thing. You know, probably lesser skill because it was in Lincoln, but uh, a small little role. It's kind of fun. You know, you always want to try to be in a movie, and now you got your opportunity to so yeah, uh, i'm gonna watch yeah, it i, I can't wait for that it'll be cool uh you've never had any like stage uh stage experience or anything like that you just uh, uh just interest you, in you it? know when you're younger you know you, you play in, right. um the little plays and stuff like that in, in school but yeah not, nothing outside of that 
Uh, I had a couple of opportunities to do some stuff, but I, I, I think I was a little weary, a little scared. You know, yeah. I was still playing basketball. My focus was there. I didn't want to distract myself too much. And so I kind of passed over on, on some stuff a little bit earlier. But, yeah, I think this is pretty cool. It's it, you know, I, I got the script read and, um, you know, ended up landing in it. So it was it was good. Oh, I can't wait to see that. When when's uh, where when is about this going to come out? <sighs> we're going to shoot. We're going to shoot sometime in June, July time frame. And uh, it'll probably be out sometime towards the end of the year. Okay. Fall, maybe end of the year. Very cool. Mm-hmm. We'll look out for that. Obviously. I'll keep it posted. Yeah, I'll keep posted. everybody posted on yeah, the Yeah, yeah. We're very, very cool. Uh, very excited for that. So uh, that's very cool. Before we get into uh, the NCAA stuff I was talking about, um, kind of an interesting story kind of popped out throughout the day is that the Dodgers uh, did end up winning their game, but Clayton Kershaw had a perfect game, which hadn't been done since 2012 through seven innings. Uh, and they decided to pull him. Just six six uh, outs left. Obviously, a, a lifetime Dodger. He's been one of the best pitchers of the modern day. Probably best one of the best pitchers of all time. Um, so you know, may, maybe you feel a little bit less bad because it's Clayton Kershaw. He does have a no hitter. You understand it's early in the season. You want to keep his arm fresh, all that stuff. Um, but what do you think about pulling a guy when he's was six outs away from a perfect game? Yeah, I, I think. I think in those situations, especially earlier in the season, you know, Kershaw had some injury type situations that he's kind of coming off of as well. I think they probably had a pitch count number and it, it got up to that that area. And, you know, when you when you talk about six more outs, you're still talking about, you know, a good pinch count that can get up in the 20s, maybe in the, yeah. you know, maybe 20s, mid, mid, maybe between 20 and 30. So that's a lot more pitches if you're – you know, still kind of trying to come off and be healthy and it's early in the season and there's no use in, of, of straining that situation. Just close it out, get the win. And and, and I, I understand what it means to have a no hitter because they're so rare that they happen. So, you know, you feel bad about that, but I'm sure he feels more uh, better about the win. Uh, as long as nobody blew the save and, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and killed the game for him, I'm sure he feels a lot better about that. Yeah, they did end up winning. I think it was uh, seven nothing. I have to go double check. Maybe nine nothing. Uh, I mean, no, so his ERA is phenomenal right now. Yeah, his ERA is. So I mean, even in the likes of that, yeah, I mean, and then I, I, I do believe that they're probably watching his velocity. They're probably watching, you know, his location and different things like that, and just came to a conclusion like. Yeah, the ball's starting to rise, or or the ball's yeah. you know look, getting a little flat. And if you if you're throwing flat balls in the zone, they're gonna get they're gonna get pounded. And so you you just don't want a team to get a rally. You want to go ahead and start off on a good note, and you want to preserve your pitcher's arm. Well, that that and I, I do think the fact that he's Clayton Kershaw might have played into it a little bit. Not not so much, you know, you know his age, all that stuff. Like if it's a younger guy, definitely you're not as worried about the pitch count and that sort of thing. But you know, if it, if it's a it's a, one of your veterans and you know he's not known, he doesn't have any All Star appearance. You know, Clayton Kershaw, three time Cy Young winner, again, very very much has a lot a bunch of awards to hang up. But if he's if he's you know um, another guy that that would be like the peak of his career, maybe you would kind of think about it a little bit differently. But uh, for Kershaw, maybe just say well he's got enough uh you know feathers in his cap he doesn't need another feather we'll just uh, preserve the arm today so that's kind of interesting i'd still you know i, I as as uh, nate was kind of putting it is baseball seems to always kind of get hit in its own way right i mean you had the chance uh, to have one of your your big name guys um really do something special to start the year and start the uh maybe get kind of all the attention on sports center and all that stuff tonight but um it probably but, still but, will but and then and you've got to you've got to think about what, the way they're thinking too right they're they're thinking 
thinking dynasty. They're thinking championships. They're thinking the long haul. And that, you know, that's a right. great thing for you individually. But in the long haul of things, especially with his ability and what they're going to need for him and from him uh, late in the season, you know, yeah, you know, let's let's go ahead and give him what he needs and get his rest in. Not to mention what they pay him. The Dodgers are always paying. Hey, listen, <laughs> I, 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 there's no there's no greater frustration than a than, than a fielder and and the work we have to do every day and to watch them suckers sitting out in the dugout eating sunflower seeds and playing and throwing long toss and <laughs> and, and chilling and just running a few laps and, and doing stuff like that for their workout where we're running bases, hitting batting <laughs> practice and doing field work and shoot. Man, I should have been a pitcher. Yeah, maybe you should have. <laughs> Do you ever have an arm? Did you, as a kid, did you try? Well, based on, you know, when they came out to do my draft workout, there was like probably about 10 or 11 uh, MLB teams that came out. Um, they rated me an above average arm. I had a couple of assists on, on throwing out uh, players at the plate. Um, so I did have that a couple of times. So I had above average arm played in right field. Um, you know, so yeah, yeah, I was okay. I wasn't, I don't, I wouldn't say I had a, a super arm, but yeah. Well, you just think yeah. if they did like, you know, put you as a, as a pitcher, like you said, maybe less, you know, more downtime, more fun for you, but it would yeah. basically limit all the athletic ability that you bring to the table. You know, then you're just kind of stuck up there on the mound. Uh, great. Yeah. If you have a, a good enough arm, but obviously that kind of takes away what you were bringing to the table. Uh, let's, let's get to this because NCAA uh, basketball, obviously March madness just ended, uh, you know, the other week ago um, in somewhat of a, of a controversial fashion as, as North Carolina's Armando Baycott, um, had uh, had the floor kind of cave on them. Now they've they've come out and said that that didn't happen or whatever. I saw it with my own eyes. I don't I don't know yeah, what people too. are you know. They, they, I don't know what, the, why that storyline wasn't bigger than it probably should have been in my mind. Uh, but in any case, uh, he was Law, law, lawsuit money. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we we didn't see nothing. That's right. That seems to be the 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 way that everybody's looking at it. Um, but in any case, he was uh, he's one of the the uh, the Baycott for what it's worth was one probably the driving factors for the Tar Heels as an eight seed making that run for Hubert Davis in his first year. He averaged sixteen point one points per game and ranked third in the country with thirteen point one rebounds. Uh, also, uh, was the first player in NCAA tournament history with six double doubles in one tournament. Uh, just a just an absolute beast of the boards. Um, and for a thin North Carolina team for what it's worth. When he went down, North Carolina definitely felt it. Um, he's yeah, decided him or Manic, whenever yeah. he or Manic went out, it was yeah, it was a definite loss for them. Yeah, and I still, I mean, I'm always going to remember that team as basically having four guys, five guys if you include Leaky Black, but um, four guys offensively that they could rely on at all. Um, you know, <laughs> that whole run, which was which was kind of crazy, mm -hmm. uh, and everything just got to go right for them. They couldn't get in foul trouble, couldn't get injured, and we saw at, by the end when that did happen that they got in trouble. In any case, um, for for all he did in college basketball and what a special run it was, it didn't seem to be running up his prospects for the NBA draft, which, of course, he doesn't have um, the ability to stretch the floor. He's kind of an, an, an old school big. And we know with the with at the NBA, that's kind of limiting your role at this point in time, if that's if that's what you do. Um, so he decided today and it was announced today he's returning to North Carolina to play another year. Um, unless you're a North Carolina fan, maybe you don't care. But as a college basketball fan overall, I think that this is important because it might be the first wave of players we see here um, of guys that are really going to benefit off of NIL, probably make more money 
here than they do. You don't get a guaranteed contract if you're a second-round draft pick. He's not sneaking into the first round at this point. Um, so maybe could make more money at, in the NIL sphere, especially at a place like North Carolina, especially coming off a national championship appearance, the Final Four, all the money that that makes. Um, but not just him. You kind of think about you know some of the other players that are out there, as we talked about Kofi Coburn, um, who's been an All-American. Uh, Sheboy, who was the, the National Player of the Year at Kentucky. These these kind of traditional bigs. Do you think that the that the that March Madness or not March Madness NCAA basketball altogether? Um, these guys can kind of find a spot there and stay till their senior year type of thing because of NIL money that wasn't there in the past where we could start to see more college basketball stars. And yes, they may be big men. They may not translate to the NBA, but those guys that's, that that are able to stick around and really benefit off of the NIL money instead of like we've seen. Oh, the past 20 years where if you get a sniff of being a second round draft pick, you might as well just go take that that choice. And, and we and college basketball loses not just its stars, but it's guys that are kind of on the come up uh, every year to that. You'll, you'll see several guys undrafted, several guys second round. You forget about them. They're in Europe a, a year later, all that sort of stuff. I think that this NIL thing, maybe not just with Baycott, but like some of those other names I was mentioning, uh, throw Hunter Dickinson in, in there as well um, at Michigan. You can you can have more stars stick around for the NCAA season year in and year out. Yeah, I mean that's what you've seen. You you've seen that the Drew Timmies, the um, the Baycotts. Um, I venture to say that Manic would probably have a better chance at doing well in the draft than than probably Baycott. Even yeah. though Baycott probably did more much more in production uh, as a whole. Than, than Manic. Manic also plays pretty good defense inside. I mean, he still needs to work on his footwork, so he'll probably be drafted in the second round just because of his shooting ability. But uh, Hunter Dickinson, there's inconsist- inconsistencies there. And I think the UIL, UIL will provide a means for which they can come back, feel good about coming back, and then putting in the work because that's the area that they're going to have. That's why Derek Walker, they're, they're going to have to work in those areas. Of, of being able to stretch the forward. There's, there's a reason why Joel Embiid, the traditional big man coming into the league, is now become a, 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 vulnerable, a, a, a viable threat from the three, and which made him dang near an MVP. That is the same thing you saw from Giannis uh, Tutacumpo when he first came into the league. He would just run you down his athleticism. But I told everybody, I said, if he doesn't work on that, that range he will be good but the scouting report will catch up with him and then obviously they started to pack the paint even lebron lebron had to work on it all guys that have those abilities to to with strength and to get into the basket and and to get uh with their user athleticism they eventually have to be able to stretch the floor that's what makes durant you know so good at what he does so the one thing that i think is good for the ncaa basketball is those foundational pieces that we talked about having those foundational pieces as well as that experience as well as those type of players the Sheebways and and the likes of them coming back to your program puts you in a stable position to be able to make another run because you're going to have another cycle of those guards here's another thing that you saw you saw a lot of those slashers those Scotty Pippen types those you know, six, eight, six, seven guys usually are the ones that are jumping out or you've got the, the really good point guard types, uh, scoring guard types that come out. 
But those slasher type players usually try to come out and they end up not going as high as they thought unless they made a significant run in the latter part of their season, which made them a more, uh, you know, in the eye of the scouts, somebody that they would like to draw into their, their organization. Or you get those top tier type slasher guys that fall late. They fall to a good team. They're not necessarily going to be counted upon so early, which allows them to grow, i.e. your Kawhi Leonard's. So that's why I think, you know, um, the UIL is going to help tremendously because unless you're a Jalen Green type, one of these young, maybe a Mikey, uh, Mikey Williams, who will be coming out soon. Uh, you know, I, I, I venture to say that LeBron probably uh, or Brownie James should probably go to college. Um, he may, he may not, he may forego and go the, the G league route, unless you're that type of guy, or, you know, for sure, you're going to be a two-way player where you get more money in the G league. You're, you're not going to make, you're not going to make that much. And it, you, you'll end up missing out. That's why the UIL is a viable option now for making the college basketball game a little bit better when you're solidifying those, those foundational pieces on your team. And for, for Baycott specifically, I, I guess, you know, the, the only comparison that I can kind of think of is kind of like a Tristan Thompson. Um, you know, could could he carve out a niche in the league, do you think, with his yeah. current skill set? Yeah, I mean, a walking double-double, you know, if, you, if you're able to get 13, 13, 16, and then 12, 13 rebounds a game, oh, yeah. I even think he's even more skilled than Tristan Thompson. And Tristan Thompson's still in the league. Uh, I think he is um, a, a like a Clint Capella type hmm. who secures the rim a little bit. And Clint Capella, you know, he kind of found himself getting kind of passed down a little bit because he didn't expand his game. I think Baycott has touch. You can see it in his free throw shooting. You think, you know, he's got a nice touch about him. So I think he's he's very capable of expanding his range. And I think he's smart to come back and work on that area. And I think uh, Hubert Davis understands that. And Hubert Davis will begin to transition probably him into a manic type for next year where they'll probably do some stuff like that and take advantage of that. And they'll be working at it tremendously hard, I assume, during the offseason. Uh, one final thing I wanted to mention to you before we got to break. I, I saw this on Twitter. Um Coach, uh, coach now, Bruce Chubbick uh, Jr. is now the new head coach over there uh, at, uh, at at Omaha uh, Central. Dallas? Omaha Central. Oh, right? he's the Central. He yeah. took the Central job. He just took the Central job oh, today yeah. is what he announced. So, uh, very Shout cool out stuff. Bruce Chubb Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Bruce Chubb Rock. Yeah, you know I got love for you, my guy. We're going to have to get Bruce Chubb Rock on the show again. Yeah, yeah. That was that was awesome when he came on the first time. And now he's, he's t- t- taking jobs uh, over at Omaha Central, which is uh, at, at times a powerhouse. So we'll see what he can kind of do there. Uh, that'll be a kind of exciting and some former Husker news um, uh, there in the coaching community. Uh, let's take a quick break here on the block. When we come back, uh, let's catch up with our friend Evan Bland of the Omaha World. Harold will run down uh, some of the, the spring game results, also some of the goings on in sports uh, as of today. So we'll do that next here on the block with Evan Bland of the Omaha World. Harold next. <laughs> 